0: Welcome to Classic Mistake, the podcast that celebrates classical music fails. I am the host of today's episode, Sarah Hansenoko, and I am thrilled to introduce today's guests, Donovan Seidel and Marcin Schwoboda. I'm sure I said it wrong, I really tried Marcin. Both Dono and Marcin are colleagues of mine in the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. Donovan is the assistant concertmaster on violin and Marcin is the assistant principal viola. They're also both incredible chamber musicians, soloists, composers, arrangers, and genuinely just awesome people. I'll put links to their websites in the show notes so you can learn all about them and their amazing careers.
1: It happened last year, and so we did, like, we were putting together this wedding gig quartet thing. I have to tell the whole full backstory because it's, like, part of the awkwardness. Okay. So we do the wedding, yeah, a wedding show, where you go and, like, you have a booth. Okay. And you hand out business cards and shit and network. So we're networking and, like, doing our thing, playing our string quartet. And then, like, these, like, electric violin cello duos start blasting. There's, like, a fashion show. These electric violin cello duos just blasting, like, incredibly loud. Like, hurt your ears loud. People are super into it. Fashion show's going on. They're really into it. Whatever. We're like, fuck those guys, because they're the only other string <laughs> players at this thing that like, they're a competition. But anyways, whatever. Several months later, this guy contacts me and tells me that he loved our music at this bridal show and he's doing a fashion. He is the director of Calgary International Fashion Arts Week. He was very, very nice. And he was very effusive about how much he loved our artistry. And he wanted us to play before the fashion show that he was putting on in, like, the hotel across from the airport. So, yeah, whatever. Like, great. Sounds awesome. Do the, you know, negotiate a fee. And then he says, and I want a violinist to walk the aisle, like, during the fashion show. Okay. And oh, wow. play... Pop music, like Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift. Okay. Or... <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like whatever. Uh, it'll be eight hundred dollars, please, or yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> and he was totally fine with it, so I'm, I'm committed. Yes. Okay. Um, because everyone, I, there was work.
2: Just pawn it off on
1: some That's playlist. the th- well, So this is the thing. We were working. The orchestra was working. Like nobody else was available. It was free. Okay. The, the only, yeah, so I was the only violinist of the group that could stay, but whatever. Um, and so I get to the, you know, dress rehearsal or whatever, I don't know what they call it in the fashion industry, and just test out the mics and everything, sound check, everything's working totally fine. I sound fucking amazing, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Playing Justin Bieber. <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. Everyone like all these people coming up to me and be like, "Oh, that's fucking awesome. You're so awesome." Okay. <laughs> They're like so into it. And I okay, I had to say I had to say I had to like actually kind of bust my ass like learning these songs by heart cuz I'm walking the fucking aisle. Yeah. So anyways, after the sound check, the guy, this director guy comes up to me and he's like, "That was so amazing." you're going to be a part of the show. I'm going to save a nice suit for you. You're going to like, I'm, I'm not doing this accent. I'm doing yeah. an accent. I mean,
0: this sounds like an awesome gig. I don't know.
1: It was all. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, all right, like fine. That's cool. I'm going to be a fashion guy. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> turns out this guy just says things and he, constantly, constantly changing his mind. Okay. And so from that point forward for the next 24 hours, I would get like messages every hour, oh, wow. be, like being like, now nah, this, like the order is different. Like, you're going to go on first, such and such, whatever. So, you know, a day worth of emails, and then we show up, we do the pre uh, gig music. It's fine, you know, whatever. People are filtering in and out. And then quartet leaves. I like get my, I had, I rented a, pick up from Long and McQuaid and a little transceiver, or transponder, nice. wireless. The only place I can, like, hang out is the changing room with all these models. So that was already like, oh my god, like, this is Awkward. fucking crazy. A bunch of naked people yeah. running, like, sexy naked people running around. And, you know, i look got a little, like, case of the nerves. And then this guy comes up and so, like, Oh yeah. So then just his lackeys keep coming up to me like, okay, so there's a bit of a change. Now we're going to do an hour of fashion show and you're going to be in the, in the break. You'll just walk around. Okay, fine. And then like 15 minutes later, the actual guy comes up to me and he's like, okay, you're the, you're the main part of the show. You're the We're going to finish the whole show with you. You're going to walk and do three songs and uh and I'm like okay sure like whatever yeah. you need from me and so so I'm like okay fine like after, from like standing around like waiting nervously to be the intermission I'm like okay I can relax like it's fine and then like 20 minutes later somebody's like what's going on you're on you're on next go go you you play now so anyway fine whatever it's fine so they put on the song whatever it was and like you know, bumping track because I'm playing obviously to the to, to the yes to a oh fucking okay. karaoke yeah okay okay, thing. okay and so I start doing my thing and the fucking transponder thing like oh. just cutting in and out nobody can hear anything. Goes... Oh, no. complete garbled garbage. That's so- so they're like, the sound guy's like, come closer, the fucking thing's not picking up. So I'm like walking to the corner of the um, runway and just kind of trying to be as close to the thing. <laughs> and so everyone's just like, you know, s- staring awkwardly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's no way to figure this out. And so anyways, this, this keeps happening. Like, the guy comes back and says, okay, th- thank you, that's great. Like, you're not on for another hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, And then, then again, minutes later, another lackey comes like,
2: ah, you! Go on! <laughs>
1: and then again, this fucking thing's cutting yeah. out. I'm like, are you sure you yeah. want me to do this? Because, like, clearly something's not working. Not working. <laughs> um, So, anyways, the whole thing was a complete gong show. He was very gracious, uh, to his credit, and was like, it's great, like thank you so much, right. like it wasn't he was very he was very understanding, um, and and it, and in the end it was fine. Paid me my money, which is the most important. No, no, I'm just joking. but uh, but uh, so then I go to the fucking Long and McQuade the next day. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with your shit here, guy, yeah. but like, this is not a useful device. Like, I was like, oh, man, they gave you this? Like, this is so old? Like, oh. the, your problem is that it's 2.4 gigahertz. Like, that's, like, all of Wi-Fi is on that. So, like, the yeah, the moment you get, like, five people in a room with a telephone, oh. it's going to cut out. And there's, like, 300 people in there, right? Oh so, so, they gave me my $17 yeah. back for renting it. <laughs> but I'm like, Jeez. okay, what do I do with the next three sleepless nights of just, yeah. like cringe fucking cold sweats being like, oh my god, reliving this terrible <laughs> artistic experience. It was real. I,
2: I keep thinking about the uh, the pranks we used to sort of pull in, in the orchestra and uh, uh, Megan is a mutual friend of all of ours and she was really really into the office and there's a, a scene in I forget which season of The Office, but where um, What's His Name encases Dwight's stapler in uh, Green Jello. And uh, it just looked great and it was a hilarious idea, so I decided I'd play uh, a prank on Megan. And so I snuck around backstage i found her uh cake of rosin and you use rosin to you know on your on your bow and i i was nice i i i took the rosin out of its case and so i was only encasing the uh the case in in jello so that the actual rosin wasn't damaged or anything so uh next day we we get to rehearsal and um i've spent the previous evening trying to do this three or four times because <laughs> <laughs> for it that amount so of jello, funny. like you need a lot of gelatin. <laughs> it was a real commitment. And so I would let it set and then I'd, I'd try and, um, uh, upend it, uh, upside down. So I could, uh, uh remove the mold and, and all that. And immediately it would just like, disintegrate into (laughs) a big pile of mush and finally i i I got the good um i added so much gelatin it was like it was really encased in there it was very very solid and uh i i set the the green jello mold with the rosin inside on her chair and uh she came out before rehearsal and bust a gut and it was great um but i i remember some of the other um pranks that sort of went wrong <laughs> <laughs> so i remember uh a member of your section Marchin, that um, used to go through other people's music and use white or these little white out strips to like take out I accidentals know you know who it is yeah. yeah uh they would go through other people's music and white out the accidentals so that people just make awful clangers <laughs> and the, these that were in the Roberto so years where if you made a big clanger like he would be down your throat he's a death stare coming. Uh, and you could always look back at this person and they'd be just giggling into their own <laughs> stomach like the whole time they, they were just waiting for it to happen and when See, it happened
1: I'm sad that that doesn't happen I'm
2: sad that doesn't happen too it's pretty great <laughs> And it looked really convincing, too. Like, you couldn't tell that there was ever an accidental Yeah, (laughs) that's some dedication dedication to the prank, too.
1: Yeah. I remember my first year here playing Nutcracker. I think it was Nutcracker. Maybe it was Swan Lake or something. And I was sitting principal. And we get to some quiet part. Maybe it was a viola solo. And... (laughs) I just hear farts.
2: I was gonna, that was gonna be my next one.
1: So, somebody in this room
2: yeah, it was me. hid a fucking
1: fart machine in the wall next next to me in the pit. Okay, so the gi- it was funny. The,
2: the gigantic fail for for that whole prank was that the remote control stopped working, but it kept farting. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you couldn't even time it it was, it was
0: like indiscriminately it would just
1: randomly fart that's and it amazing had
0: like it was at least great. six different fart sounds I think yeah.
1: it, 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 I uh <laughs> I, for some reason I was recently talking to another one of our colleagues about, about that moment <laughs> and he shared with me that you actually got reprimanded because or maybe you didn't but the, I don't, I don't the conductor got real pissed
2: yeah someone it. got really pissed
1: because yeah, it
0: got <laughs> bit out of control <laughs> <laughs> All laughing because you can't focus it's
2: really hard to play when yeah, yeah. you're you're laughing <laughs> uh speaking of farts <laughs> on the topic of farting on the topic of farting um <laughs> i i remember yeah, i think it was oh it was either at a roberto concert or a hans graf concert but cbc was picking up the recording and so you know they they bring in a big truck and they park it in the loading dock. They load in all their equipment and they're they're set to record the whole orchestra. And for this particular performance, and I forget if it was Hans Graf or if it was Roberto, I think it was Roberto. Um, we were doing this Wagner uh, overture to Lohengrin or something, and just wonderful, beautiful overture and. Halfway through the first page is like this really like gorgeous soft moment. And from behind my head, so I, I I sit um close to the conductor. Um my the back of my head is stage right and so behind my head and up a bit, I can tell that it's like up in the not the second balcony, but the first balcony. I hear this like long like whiny fart amazing <laughs> that i know that cbc has picked up i still That's have so not found the recording good. but they've got it somewhere and it is very audible <laughs> and it's, it's very long So amazing it's really good <laughs>
1: did they just never air it because i don't think the they ever aired it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like ruined the
0: entire Maybe now that maybe
1: now with the AI being what it is, they can like filter it out. They can I, have. I think it's gonna take like fart band a pass foip
2: request or something to, to get the recording from them. Can you imagine
0: them like listening to it back? Like, okay, we're gonna edit. Freedom free of information. <laughs> <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> yes.
1: so Worth it. What is that? <laughs> it, it's in the left
2: channel. Can you isolate that? Uh,
1: Whole <laughs> variations oh, yeah. yes for quartet for quartet and so it's oh, like a bunch yes. of variations so like they asked us to do it and there was a whole rigmarole like okay like this is a kind of a big deal we need to negotiate a solo fee so there was lots of back and forth with management
2: yeah
1: and we were talking about how important it is and like how we of extra work uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking bad man and and so and we did it's not like we didn't yeah. but anyway you know like during the rehearsals I mean there was there was no reason for a conductor to be involved because it was a string quartet or maybe there was a bass as well actually but there was no reason f- for a conductor but he or she insinuated themselves into the situation and there was a conductor despite our our best efforts to dissuade the idea. But there were certain movements that the conductor agreed not to conduct. Okay. And we were just going to do on our own because that was going to be easier. And the conductor neglected to abide by those...
3: Oh, no. Yes.
1: And so in the performance...
2: That didn't really screw you up.
1: It really screwed oh. us up because everyone's like, what the heck? First of all, like, what's going on? Yeah. And like, I guess we're starting now. And so there is several... Attempts. Attempts. So like the conductor... And, and so this con- particular conductor has a very florid style, let's say. So there's lots of movement in the hands. And so it was very difficult to tell what kind of subdivision he or she was thinking of. And um, and I think it was slow movements. I think it was pr- predominantly slow movements. It like makes yeah. yeah. And so we started one of them, and, like, the cellist comes in double time. Yeah. And the rest of us are like, oh, God. And the conductor stops so, and, like, says, like, oh, like, this is live performance or yeah. whatever. This sort of thing happens. Yeah. <sighs> Except for it fucking happened again immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
1: and my fucking heart just shriveled into like a oh. date-like mass yeah? it was so brutal and then it happened again in in the uh, later on in the performance oh. and it, I, I have n- and, and and so one of our colleagues who was playing for Spinal at the time also said this and that's exactly how I feel she's he or she says <laughs> I have never been so embarrassed in my life. In my entire professional career, I'm like right there with you. Like this is that was the fucking worst. But it was real bad because we had gone through that whole rhythm roll of of like Explaining to them how important it was for us to be paid for our work (laughs) and then we just go and shit the fucking bed. It's so
0: not your fault though. It was.
1: Yeah. And it's so awkward for the audience, I'm sure, too. It was very. It was just like feel feel the fucking tension. It was so brutal. Uh (laughs) I had a pretty good. It wasn't a train wreck, but today we played this concert and uh, it was like a fairly difficult piece of new music. Very aggressive and like driving rhythm, you know, Canadian music style. And But there was a really funny moment where like we'd rehearse the shit into this one spot because it was pretty exposed if you fuck it up. <laughs> it's like digga digga, digga digga, digga digga digga, and or whatever, yeah, like and, yeah. but before <laughs> that it's like very very confusing before that. And uh, three of us nailed it. <laughs> but the second violinist just comes in fuck <laughs> Just like right in the middle, it's very, very obvious, even to the like most amateur yeah. listener. It's like, yeah, that guy fucking stepped in it. And and the thing, like, and you can just hear like grinding, especially with this violin. You grind to a halt, like, nope,
2: this is the- yeah, abort, abort. abort. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no faking your way through that, but it was yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh my God. Um, but I, I mean, again, like that, probably nobody. If they noticed it, nobody remembered it by the end of the performance, you yeah. know, like it's not it's not a big deal. But it does feel when you do it, it feels like a big deal. It feels horrible.
2: Your yeah. whole body goes numb sometimes.
1: Just... Yeah. <laughs>
2: what? I get I get like the hot flash.
1: Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, just you like I
2: could feel this <sighs> like Awful blush, just yes. Like...
1: But it, it, all over, like all I, over, yeah. And then the cold after—that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. This <laughs> cold sweat in the in the night, and yeah. it's—I relive it for yeah. sometimes for many nights. It's afterwards shame. It's real. It's real bad.
2: Yeah. yeah. A story about um, a Christmas special for a crooner who makes part of his living right now hawking uh, sparkling water okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it was a a video recording it was like a video Christmas special and you know they had guest artists I I forget who the guest artists were this time I think it was Mariah Carey and uh, a few others you know Sesame, Sesame Street Puppets and that sort of thing it was Amazing. That Um, sounds pretty sweet, actually. It was great, and uh, a whole big band and a whole string section behind them. And they sort of neglected to tell us that at the finale of the show, they would be dropping um, uh, fake snow on us. (laughs) And this wasn't like confetti snow. This was like foam. Oh, Oh, no. Right? So... (laughs) (laughs) If you watch that Christmas special, (laughs) you're going to see the entire string section bail and either like jump off stage or like stick their instruments into their tuxedos or down their pants or it, up their dress yeah. you know, or, or something to protect them because we weren't told. Was it live? Like, no, well, they they only had time for that one <laughs> take because like Miss, <laughs> Miss Carrie wouldn't come out. <laughs> right. So like, and it's... so they were paying like triple overtime and it was like, we had one shot at it.
1: Let's do it. That's crazy. And foam. That's, <laughs> That's an oversight. It
2: was real bad. What? Holy <laughs> shit. I've worked for a long time with another composer arranger and he brings me on to uh lots of great projects and you know, I I Thank him from the bottom of my my heart for that. Dave Pierce is just awesome. And uh, he's so creative and uh, we've worked the Olympics together. We've done the expo in Dubai together and so many things in between. He has this habit of um, pulling me up to the conductor's podium. So the first time this happened was uh, I was... In the CPO, I was sitting concertmaster, and it was during the Queen's visit visit to uh, to Calgary, and so we're we're playing for the Queen for for their visit, and there's a whole like stage production. Uh, the young Canadians are out front and doing their song and dance, and we're playing uh, a piece that Dave wrote, and at near the end of the piece, um, he's. Uh, sort of gets a look in his eye and he's looking over at me and it's like I'm sitting concertmaster you, you try and be aware of what your conductor is doing and he's like signaling for me to, to talk to him right so uh the piece ends and people are applauding and I uh, go up to the podium and see what's what he was like I'm going to go meet the queen can you conduct the encore amazing <laughs> <laughs> so unfair because I had like zero preparation so uh I grabbed the the pra- practice part off my stand and all of a sudden I'm, I'm standing in front of the CPO and I'm conducting a march or something <laughs> Crazy. And, a practice violin part. you know that that's uh, you know out of the range of my abilities I'm not used to conducting I'm not trained in that um And, you know, I'd I'd forgive him that oversight if he hadn't done it two other times. (laughs) (laughs) So during the uh, Olympic recording sessions, you know, I'd I'd written some stuff and going into the recording sessions, you know, you expect to be behind the console and giving notes and and all that. And Dave hands me the baton and be like, he's like, you know this piece better than anybody. So up you go. (laughs) so there i am conducting in the recording session it, it went well but i was not wearing the pants for it i had uh, some nice shorts on and you know everyone's at knee level to you so <laughs> it was kind of weird <laughs> the third time is actually uh during the uh the opening ceremonies of the olympics and you can Again, you can, you can see this if, if you go back and look at any of the recordings. Near the end, there's a very, very long um, sort of vamp that happens. And I actually forget how this happens. It was at the end of the parade, the, the athletes parade, and Dave needed to get from um, the stadium down to BC place for for some sort of reception and again he's just like he looks over at me he's like hey come here. <laughs> and he hands me the baton and is like conduct to the end so i start conducting and parades especially in in these sort of sorts of ceremonies are really open ended so you can you can loop back a long distance and uh have a lot of room to play um there's also a, an emergency phone by the uh the podium okay. for for events like this, just so like people know what's going on. I didn't have a headset, but I had a phone. Um, so I start conducting and we go through once, we go through twice, we go three times i I pick up the phone, and it's like, hey what's going on what's 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 happening while I'm conducting?" And um you know, we must have gone around. Ten times that that whole section before we were allowed to move on before we got the signal to to move on. Uh, but yeah, it was very very stressful. <laughs> like, did you yeah. have like a heart attack? When... <laughs> yeah. I almost did. I mean, you're turning back like thirty pages in the, in the store the score, going again, and uh, it keeps happening.
1: <laughs> when I was a teenager, I think I was fifteen. It was like some music festival competition thing or whatever. And the stage was like like a hollow, whatever, wooden box of some kind. But it was all like miked, and I was wearing. It. So my mom bought me these boot, these shoes in Poland, with like wooden <laughs> soles. <laughs> they're really nice, like leather. Okay. They had like the sweet silver buckle, like oh. real nice. But they're really like clompy, <laughs> and they go. Cut tunk, cut tunk, like like heels, you know? Yeah. And so I was like going up on stage to play, and it was like, ka-tunk, ka-tunk. And so I was like trying <laughs> to like gingerly walk.
3: <laughs>
1: and that's fine, whatever I played, it was fine. There's I... no real thing, except for that night at dinner, my mom's like, Were you trying to walk gently? Because it's Because it sounded like you were wearing high heels? I'm like, yeah, Mom. I was. Thank you for calling attention to it. To my 15-year-old self. Now I feel even more embarrassed.
2: I remember rosining up my bow so hard in preparation for a master class because I was really nervous about the person I was... You know, that was doing the master class. I kept rosinating my bow and I was convinced somehow, or I had just lost track or something, but I, I kept rosinating my bow and it was my turn to play. I got up on stage. <laughs> it was a, a Bartok's Romanian Dances. Yeah. And I, well, I started to to out yet. and there's just this cloud of rosin around <laughs> me. And I'm... I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> That's amazing. So that sort of doubled the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we we stopped the masterclass. Really? I had so to good. clean my bow off and <laughs> I had to blow my nose. And, That's yeah, was so just, amazing. It was wonderful. That's a fail for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <That's... laughs> I, re- I remember discovering that I had uh, a thigh tear in my tuxedo pants <laughs> after the performance. <laughs> oh, which side? Oh, and on the audience side. <laughs> so they
1: were th- seeing a lot of thigh. Amazing. <laughs> they loved it, I bet. <laughs> Stanford, we were in Stanford um with the St. Lawrence String Quartet. Okay. Playing Bartok 6 and like starts with that fucking badass viola solo. Yeah. And the tempo indication, or whatever the character indication is, *Mesto*. Okay. And fucking Jeff Nuttall. God rest his soul, or what creator rest his soul, or fucking Big Bang rest his soul, whatever. <laughs> Again, I Jeff Nuttall is my actual hero. He. I credit, I credit him for my love of chamber music. Um, but he's like, "Aren't you? What does *Mesto* mean?" I'm like, oh, "Jeff." <laughs> yeah i don't know buddy like i'm here I've, I've been drunk for the past like four days but like all you know it was a very very embarrassing yes. moment
0: yeah
1: but in my mind i'm like the music speaks for itself fuck off yeah fucking up. you know what does mesto mean sad
0: oh okay <laughs> yeah
1: i did do a concert in the park at the end of the pandemic Lolo. Amazing. Duo Splendido. Calgary's premier viola duet. Damn! Boop, boop. Um, but, like, we just, you know, neglected to do any taping of anything. Like, taping of the music. And, like, a, the, any, like, the slightest gust of wind. And the fucking music was all over the park. And so I literally spent half the set... Running around, chasing around the park, collecting, and it was really hot. So, I think I was also in shorts, actually. <laughs> it was also very embarrassing. And so, um, after that, Picture. I, I uh, liquid glued or spray glued <laughs> our music to plywood. Some because I, I put in new windows in my garage and I cut out the plywood yep. walls because our garage is with plywood. The, bit the cuts of the plywood from the windows are the backing of. It's very impractical, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to get blown away by bullets. Oh, yes. And <laughs> we took those. We took those on the road. You're building we took some those muscle when up you Up to do red deer page turns. No, no, no. There's no page turns. <laughs> okay. there are, it's like <laughs> six pages. <laughs> it's it's the a long piece of thing, plywood. It's four <laughs> feet long. It. We set up down two down. stands and we put the plywood oh, on two wow. stands. Oh that's awesome. That's good. <laughs> And at these, at these, uh, you know, like the Health Arts Society of yep. Alberta, shameless plug for Health Arts Society of yes, Alberta concerts and care. Yes. But um, yeah, we would just take our plywood pieces. <laughs> you really did? Yes, and I would always make it part of the shtick, being like, "Here's why yeah. we have our music taped to plywood." and the people they loved that story they loved the image of game. us running around in a field in front of 500 people probably oh wow picking up loose leaf <laughs> pieces of paper with their so music so good
2: i remember um back when i was young <laughs> um when when the Kiwanis Festival was still the Kuanas Festival here in Calgary, um, you know it was it was an annual thing. Every student did it, they, they competed in three or four classes, and I, I had this habit when I was performing because uh, I got really nervous when uh, I would perform. I would just shut my eyes and I would pretend I was just playing for myself, and that worked for for a while um, and in one of these classes, you know, I I was concentrating very, very hard and I was probably moving a little bit to the music. And when I opened my eyes at the end of the piece, I was facing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> so I had turned uh, 180 degrees so that my back was to the audience and I completed. Oh and I turned God. around and I bowed to the audience and to the adjudicators. and slunk back to my feet <laughs> that's, that's real good that's real good
1: and to this day I have like I can I can play stuff for memory in my house Yeah. but the moment I'm performing for somebody I have multiple voices in my head being like
3: you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna fuck it up is this where you're gonna fuck it up any
0: devils?
1: It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's very distracting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you just get overwhelmed with this, like,
2: oh, God, I
0: don't got it. I don't got it.
1: And then it's gone. You
0: can't enjoy it at all. It's yeah. not, like, an enjoyable performance, because, yeah, the whole time you're just like, oh, my God, what's the next note? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What
1: is it? Yes. Okay, that was great. Oh, my God, yes. what is it? It feels night. like oh an, God, it? a nightmare. <laughs> yes. yeah. It feels like the nightmare where you get out on stage, and, you and you're like, know I don't... Thing. What? Yes. What am I playing? We've I'm not, I don't have anything prepared. Had that nightmare. Yeah. so <laughs> true. Yeah.
3: I was a freelance violinist in Vancouver for many, many years. Played all the gigs. Uh, and every summer with the Vancouver Metropolitan Orchestra, um, we would play a huge concert down the waterfront. In the summer, it was always historically a stupidly hot day. Everybody cooked and was miserable and we played you know all the same repertoire
2: (laughs) usually you know all the greatest hits star wars indiana jones star wars
3: indiana jones and always always concluded with 1812 overture and all the Mm cannons and shenanigans and all all the goings on so anyways um it was happening we were we were playing it down everybody was hot and miserable Um, Except the audience, the audience loved it. It was always like, you know, thousands of people turned up. It was a free concert, so, you know, probably, it it was probably a fun fun thing if you, you know, weren't sitting under the set. It's funny. (laughs) It's probably It was probably actually a good time, if you weren't us. But, um, so, you know, we're we're grinding our way through 1812, and... it's starting to, you know, get to, to, to the ramping up bit, you know, where the, there's the, the beautiful, um, you know, the hymn melody. And all of a sudden, so I'm playing in the first violins right on the edge there. And, um, this guy on rollerblades, just like, and bright orange, short shorts with feathers, like all the way down his arms, Just like glides out in front of the orchestra and like stops right behind the conductor and starts going, dun dun dun, raising dum, his arms, raising his arms very theatrically, doing this like, in, like interpretive dance <laughs> on roller roller so like, rollerblades no less, <laughs> and then he starts gliding back and forth and then it took a couple moments but then security because we were like what, what, what is this like that's kind of good like is that in our show like he wasn't that sound check like is this who organized like, who is this? this this is amazing, this is amazing. <laughs> and you know this is kind of the slow bit while we're like you know the cellos are like grinding away and the violins are just like what's what's happening and then so it took a few moments before the security realized that this was not supposed to be part of the show amazing and you know it was like one of those like bad like B roll movies where, like, you know, the security guards are really chunky and really slow and really clumsy, and he's just gliding back and forth just beautifully, and they're like trying to grab him. He's evading always, them. Yeah, he's the evading roll. them, and he just like oh does God. a pirouette S- and like <sighs> spins away from them, and we're just like. <laughs> this is, well, meanwhile, you know, it's like the cellos are still going, yeah. <laughs> they like the longest like cello section solo ever, and then it starts getting more exciting you know, like um, ramping up towards the end and this is still happening and the <laughs> audience is like starting to like scream and like yell and like cheer for him and like, of course, the conductor thinks it's because they I love the music. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just really into it and like, and um, we're, like, we're so distracted by this guy in short shorts, like he's going, going and it, his, his routine gets more and more elaborate and he goes faster and like, it's just like, what is happening and... The orchestra just starts to like come apart and it's like my you know distinguished colleagues like we're just all over the place and the conductor but he's still like working it like conducting that <laughs> 1812 that's happening in his mind and not in front of him yeah <laughs> yeah and he was very committed and he's he's one of my colleagues and I, I, my friend and i love him but um it, you know he he really works it he works it <laughs> okay and um Finally, we get to, you know, the end is just getting more and more, like, disastrous because, like, you know, of course, the person who's been probably sitting there, like, the entire concert waiting to, like, press the button to, like, do the cannons was, like, yeah. lot, like missed their cue and then was all of a sudden just, like, mashing down the keys. It was, <laughs> like, this, like, everything was just going and, like, nobody was in the right, like, it was just, it was just ridiculous, but so it was good. still happening. And I was just like, I couldn't even play. I was losing it. And um, we finally get to the end. And Raimondo Chen, you didn't know what his name was at the time. You know, he stands up right behind the conductor like this. And the crowd is like, Screaming, they just like can't even handle it. And of course, the conductor turned around because he thinks those applause are for him. And he turns around, and then he was like, There's this half naked guy, they're like getting all like just soaking it all in. It just It was all for him.
2: Stolen ballad. And,
3: uh, <laughs> and then, of course, like he was, he was, I think, the, I think the conductor was probably super pissed. And, anyways, and Mondo Chen is glides off <laughs> and nobody could catch him and we never we never saw him again we were like what just happened so what just happened fast forward one year or two one years?
2: year one year and janice t- uh told me the story I, w- I was uh i had taken a sabbatical and i was living in vancouver at the time and uh so we both got the call for the same the gig and she told me the story about oh <laughs> this amazing this amazing, re- re- uh, this amazing rollerblader that was in front of the orchestra and really? the, the last time and I wonder if it'll happen again and we go through the the whole set of music and when we get to 1812 <laughs> <laughs> and sure I, I'm trying to Same be very time. very focused <laughs> very focused and like Jenna who is my my uh, stand partner party. nudges me it's like it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. What? and, and sure enough, playing. at yeah, side going, the side of the stage, gonna... we see this guy in spandex and uh 80s sunglasses and feathers and rollerblades and all neon, and he glides up, <laughs> starts his routine, <laughs> starts once his again. routine, and
3: but this time, security they were quicker on their feet. <laughs> they were, they were more equipped to handle, and unfortunately, it was cut short. Yeah. But did
1: they did they take him down or what? Uh,
2: they, they I didn't him see him uh, physically removed, but he was ushered off. We'll see. And then, but
3: later, then we were walking home, and we encountered him and on the street. And we encountered him, and we're like, "Dude, <laughs> you are amazing. We like, <laughs> love your work." <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I so we to... started following him on on Instagram, and uh, you know we we've, we've had a few conversations with him. Um, fast forward a couple years later,
3: five years later, and we are in Dubai. We
2: are in Dubai, <laughs> and we're working on the World Expo out there. And we see on Instagram that he's on he's a plane, also in, on, he's a on a private jet, private
3: jet flying to flying Dubai.
2: towards Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like. What are the odds? I, I wonder if we'll... We could ever possibly see see him here.
3: But we didn't message him or anything. We were just... Because we were working our asses off. And yeah. And anyways, we were just like, oh, that's weird. That's random. Yeah. How Romando Chen of him, like... Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we are staying in sort of the artist's village or the the presenter's village. Uh, they built a whole district for the expo, and so they had apartment building, buildings for anybody who was working on it. And... Um, Outside of these apartment buildings were a number of food trucks that you could, you know, get food 24 hours a day. And and one of them was a little Tim Hortons.
3: But even before that... In Dubai. I'd walked yeah. out. I walked out. It was the night oh, of... Oh, that's right. I wasn't with you there. You, you weren't with me. Yeah. Um, it was like a frantic day because it was the night of the dress rehearsal for the show that we were working on. And it had just come down from the the Royal Emirati family, that the show had to be totally reworked and redone. So, anyways, everything was frantic. It was a horrible day. We came home, had a few hours of sleep, and Dono left before me. And then, you know, I had a shower and I was like rushing to get there. And I walk out of our apartment building, and Ramondo Chen's sitting <laughs> right in front of our apartment. And there's like, there's like twenty of these apartment towers. Yeah, like yeah. they're all the same. And he was <laughs> just sitting there, and, he, and I was like. Ramondo Tan, He was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, on the Expo campus. Like, you're not even really supposed to be there unless you work for Expo. Yeah. Like, how did you even get here? And then he was like, oh yeah, I'm just here, just like, living in Dubai and dancing. And dancing,
2: and, and, dancing and, and I'm and making a film. I'm making
3: a film. <laughs> you want to be in my film? You should be in my film. <laughs> and so like, I was already late for rehearsal, but I just... We, I had to do a dance with him for his film in Dubai, where you're not supposed to be dancing. Like, women and men right. are not supposed to dance. And yeah, there's in like public. In public. Yeah. And there's cameras everywhere. And anyways, and so he was like, oh, that was very nice. That was very nice. Yeah, bye. I'll see you around. Blah, blah. And so, and anyways, I like, ran all the way. And I was like, Dodo! Oh, no, I just saw Armando Chan. <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like the guy that was like the final cut of the film. <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, I actually Hashim mentioned him. Yeah. And then the next morning we walk out after like it was this, another huge night of like, you know, stuff on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Like the it was and we were just totally wrecked. And there was this funny little Tim Hortons um food, food truck. truck. Uh, it was super random yeah. in Dubai. And it was Seat actually front of it. the only place that had decent coffee in <laughs> on the whole Expo campus. And he was sitting there. He was
2: sitting there with his (laughs) with his eighty sunglasses and and neon spandex. And this is a great story. Yes. Yes.
3: And um, and the funny thing is, he looked like surprisingly like our colleague Adam, who was there as a recording engineer. <laughs> and so Adam gave him his expo ID, and so he was gonna try and get in, and just because we we had like all yeah. access VIP, and so like he probably did, he probably yeah. did, he probably got away with He'd it. Probably used that. Did you ever hear what he was actually doing there? Was he literally just? That's literally how what he does. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. And if you have any comments or questions, you can find us at www.gbflutes.com. Check check check
2: check